Welcome to another Living in the Past episode for your listening pleasure. Today we are going through the top 10 songs, or singles, albums, and the hottest 100 in Australia. Joining me on this journey, as always, is Ben Ray. Hello, everybody. I'm in a very echoey room today, so you can enjoy all of that. I um, am or you are. I am. It's probably not coming through on the mic, but like I feel like I'm just like in a, I'm in a wind tunnel or something. Um, it's that fucking booming voice of yours. I know. He's up turbo. Um, so we do this every um, every season. Uh, we used to go through the entire top twenty, and it was like it was just there was just too much uh, soundtrack and best ofs to get to do that for the albums and stuff. So we're just doing we're just doing top tens. Um, Let, let's just have let's play a quick game. Don't look at your list right now. <laughs> just off the top of your head, across. So we're doing top ten of each, right? Yes. Singles, albums. Triple J, top 10, how many times are you going to hear the word love? I'm saying 19. <laughs> I'm going to go with 34. Um, <laughs> I mean the song title, just in the title. No, no, I, I believe there's a song called Love, Love, Love. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> no it's, it's, it's on there a lot. That, if you have a, just a cursory look of like the, the, the list, it's like that love is a big thing. And that's what the 90s were about. Love. It's all around us. It's all around did I shoot too soon? Oh man, did you ever? Oh, um, I'm so soggy now. So, uh, and I'm gonna think that there's there's, there's some ABBA. I'm gonna think that there's <laughs> that there's Michael Crawford in there. Oh, Crawford's is coming back. Do you um, think there's any wet, wet, wet cover bands in the UK in the mid to late '90s called like Damp, 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 Dry, 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 Soggy, yeah. Soggy, Soggy? You know they used, they used, they, used, they you know they just flip it on its head. It's like yeah, we're Dry, 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 Wink. <laughs> Look out, Grandma! We're dry. We're not. We're not. not, Your grandma's wet, wet, wet. Um, (laughs) So let's 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 uh, get into the. What are we doing um, here? What's happening? I don't know. Um, Let's get into the singles. So this is the top ten aria singles for Australia in 1994. And before we get into the the top ten. Let's go through a few of the uh, the almosts. There is Let's a start bunch... at number 14. <laughs> 14 is, yeah. So we got mm, Brother Crash the Stummies that didn't get into the top 10. It's criminal. Um, there's like a, a lot of this stuff I've just never heard of before. So um, we were talking before, like we should start covering the singles, but then that would just be like way too much. Um, mm-hmm. There was this one. I, I do have to, and you know what? You're, you're actually hearing this in real time. I saw a thing called Swamp Thing by a group called The Grid, and we're gonna we're gonna listen to that because I don't even know what that is. <laughs> oh, it's a precursor to uh... <laughs> to many things. This Cotton Eye Joe, the yeah, pre- Cotton Eye Joe, yeah. <laughs> And it goes on like this. <laughs> um, so that's Swamp Thing by The Grid. That was uh, number 17. We also go Right in the Night, Fall in Love with Music by Jam and Spoon. Fantastic name for a group, by the way. Jam and Spoon. Uh, that, and that, is, that tickles me. No. Why are you not using a knife? Oh, I know this. Who's this? Jam and Spoon. 
Oh, this it is, is James right Finch. Right Here, here's an absolute banger that came in at 29 that we I'm pretty sure we never mentioned and we probably never will because I don't know if they came around much more after this but okay remember seven seconds no you remember seven seconds no oh yeah I can still yeah yeah you, yeah you do <laughs> Um, we've got "Slave to the Music" by Twenty Four Seven. I'm not sure. Let's let's find out what that's about. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know, this is primo '90s for so many people. That's you know what? That's just like interchangeable with any other music. Like any other, you can just say the same line over and over again with that backing, and like it's like you know. Um, I can already see the, the happy pants and they're dancing. They're just on their toes. Their heels <clears throat> never touch the ground. They're just bopping. It's because of, like, of people like that, the Venga Boys, were allowed to be a thing. So there's yeah, some of the um, there's some of the stuff that didn't make yeah, the top yeah. 10. <laughs> also, excuse me, Tina Arena. Ooh. All the way down to number 30 with her chains. Oh, chains. Um, Shell Crow all want to do. I, feel, I find that very hard to believe that it was like... Streets of Philadelphia's 39? What is wrong that's, with Australians? That's not going to stay in the... That wouldn't stay in the charts for too long. It's too depressing. <laughs> it's like, and here's that good old feel-good AIDS Tom Hanks show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's go yeah. number 10. Um, we've got All for Love by Brian Adams, Rod Stewart and Sting. And God damn it, Australia loves Brian Adams. Oh, they do. And Rod Stewart. Um, and Sting. Um, Probably not as much. One week at number one. Yeah, um, of course, uh, part of the, the blockbuster movie that was The Three Musketeers that Ben loved from last season. <laughs> uh, did I watch that? I did not recall. Uh, you were not impressed by it. Even with even with the Oliver Platt goodness in it, you were not impressed. Ah, oh, that one. Yeah. Yes. No, it's not a good time. Uh, so it went platinum in Australia, sold 70,000, went platinum in the United States, and spent 1.2 million singles, or oh, dollars. No, singles, yeah. It's not really a lot for like quarter of a billion people. Yeah, but like, it's a lot of coasters two years later. <laughs> um, uh, so that's, uh, yeah, so Ryan, let's get some fresh people on that's the That's a scene. strong start. Uh, um, tomorrow by Silverchair, which we haven't covered yet in the, the main, ep- the, the month episodes. But yeah, this is, this is big because not only is it Australian, it's also like young Australian, it's also alternative it's just um, like it, it was refreshing to see. We did mention them. I think it was June or July because oh, the, they, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, recorded the, the video. Yeah, yeah, the ABC did the video for it. Um, I think the actual album comes out in October. Um, but yeah, six tomor- weeks at number one. Yeah, tomorrow is a good song. Like you know, it is. It's hard for me because like this is a time when I was also starting and playing in bands, and like it was very cool to hate Silverchair. So like it's hard for me not to, so like I I like Silverchair I love Neon Ballroom and I love Freak Show I've never really liked Frog Song I'm actually looking forward um, to re-listening to it again and seeing if I can get through my my adolescent bullshit and just like and just listen to it for what it is. You'll listen to it and you'll be like, is this helmet? <laughs> <laughs> so this is not like Nirvana at all. 
Um, so yeah, uh, so tomorrow by Silverchair, uh, obviously took Australia and then like, somewhat the world by storm. Um, a little bit, yeah. It went four times platinum here, two hundred eighty thousand. And I remember the I can, yeah, a lot of people got that single. Um, yeah, let me let me do a quick uh, internet search on a uh, search engine. Uh, what about is... the, the population of Australia in nineteen ninety four? I was just going to do Newcastle. Oh. <laughs> it's like they got a lot of they got a lot of um, uncles and aunties. What fuck? Hang on. Why does this say zero <laughs> before two thousand and five? Newcastle wasn't a Newcastle wasn't a town. It was just a wasteland. Uh, so in two thousand and five, they had five hundred eight thousand people. Uh, something happened in 2006 where half of them left. <laughs> 288,000 people living in Newcastle in 2006. Your data might be wrong. <laughs> um, so moving on to number eight, and we've got fucking Brian Adams again. And this is this is what they, he was on the list last season in '93 for "Please Forgive Me." He was right near the top, I think, with that one. Welcome it's... back, BA. Oh my god, don't don't encourage him. I know for a fact after this that he just drops off. So, you know. He'll never drop off. Uh, so, in um, Australia, he went two times platinum. So, man. A bit, la- bit lazy. <laughs> yeah, he's above Silverchair, who went four times. Yeah, and um, he was only three weeks at number one. How does this happen? Look, we talked about the numbers last year, and we don't understand them. It's just, this is just like, it's just cooked up by the ARIA, the <laughs> the big suits at ARIA headquarters. Um, uh, I'll make love to you. By the, by, the, by the boys to men, I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, that's such a dad joke. Um, yeah, look, we, we're just about to cover that in our August 94 uh, episode. Um, but man, this was around for a long time. Like, it was a major thing. And it's like, uh, it's a pretty good song. Look at the line. It is. I have uh, much newfound respect and love for it after discovering uh, this week the hidden trumpet which <laughs> the hidden trumpet always work um, come, come back in august to hear about the hidden trumpet so in australia it did platinum um in, in um new zealand uh all you have to do to get reach platinum is sell ten thousand units which i think is fairly doable um but okay, yeah in australia on, went let platinum. me get back in my search engine for new zealand population <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um and look it's it's also you know I'd say it's it's a pretty good one for guys. Uh, I I assume most of the guys who sang along to it would not make love to you like you want me to. They'll just do it in their own fucking damn way. Um, there was three and a half million people in New Zealand in 1994. You actually looked it up. <laughs> Come on, what are they doing? Get out and buy boys to men. Um, yes. Look, uh, they. They took the world by storm, and then I think they quickly sort of left after that too. So we should enjoy our boys to men while we have it. Uh, yeah, I feel like that should have gone on a lot longer with boys to men because they they were huge. What happened? Well, we've got two songs so far that have got love in the title, and we got oh, one yeah. more: "The Power of Love" by Celine Dion. Um, is, Celine, is was... this the the news cover? Or is this a different song? What? No, no, it's a different one. Okay. It's not the parody. It's not Celine and Dean going, dun, 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 dun. There's no keytars with uh, Celine and Dion. I'm going to be late for school. <laughs> I watched that recently. It's still 
so good. Um, only <laughs> it didn't actually go gold here. I don't think. Oh no, hang on, Celine Dion. Only one week at number one. Yeah, the um, power of love is apparently not very strong. Oh, sorry. In Australia, it went number one. I'm trying to look for the thing. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it did go platinum here. So seventy thousand. Um, and in America, it sold one million four hundred seventy-one thousand copies. Come on. How many people bought it though? Thinking like, oh yeah, Celine Dion doing Hugh Lewis news. <laughs> I'll give this a go. So many people through the Midwest is like, honey, <laughs> I cut the new sea line down, sea line down. <laughs> oh, let's ask, let's see how she does Huey. <laughs> Not and, and he's, well. And, and he's, he's by the stereo and he's like, um, got his hand up. He's like, hang on. It'll kick in in a second. <laughs> it just keeps going. <laughs> Can we, actually, we've covered this already, right? What? Did this come out earlier in the year? I can't remember. Uh, we've covered this already. Yeah, we've covered uh, Celine Dion. Because so. uh, I don't remember how it goes. So, just quickly. Oh, come on. Nope. I don't have much time for that. <laughs> um, next, we've got uh, <laughs> Babes of the Right Wing World, Ace of Base, <laughs> um, with their song, The Sign. Um yeah, look, uh, this one we this one was also in last week's um last week last season's uh, chart, and I look, I give it a lot of shit. I can understand, I can totally understand why this is so big. Like, it's a pretty, pretty decent song. Um, went platinum here, platinum America. Did we uh, find out more about Ace of Base and their? Uh... Nazi past. We Did went this, into it last. Come to be true. Yeah, we went. We went into, well, one of them. Yeah, one of them um, uh, was had ties to it. Or they, they found out before he joined Ace of Base, he was like a fairly prolific right wing uh, leader of a of a group, and then he's tried to like downplay it and uh, become a good guy. Oh, I, that's I, right. I, okay, I, yeah, he yeah, has, yeah, yeah, he's tried to distance himself. Yeah, yeah, because it's all right. Good choice. All right. <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah. <all> right. <laughs> so uh this is by E seventeen, it's alright. Uh my sister loved this band. Lift group. up your beanies. Oh man. Yeah. Be Jimbo stealing a football. Um <laughs> uh, the funny thing about this one I, I have to um see is like um in the platinum and gold sort of rankings did not even crack America. Like America has no time for Britpop at all like they it just never crossed over i actually read a couple of articles and there's this book i was reading about the 90s and america did not embrace british stuff at all like it's like even oasis i'd say to a to a point yeah i feel like it's very much an image thing as well because america had their own look and their own style and what they found attractive and british people did not fit any of those molds yeah, because I remember there's um there's a well known like so, like Blur went on tour in America and they did not take them like at all, um, and I think even yeah like you, you even to this day I don't see like a lot of love for British stuff in America, and vice versa. I mean, you think Australia um, old Australians hate America, old British people hate America even more. Is <laughs> that come back to the whole uh, we used to own you type? Business, yeah. you think? 
like the the British, the English and French hatred, some ridiculous reason that we hate each other from hundreds of years ago. Bleeding Yanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my dad's still to this day. I reckon at least sometime in the last six months he said bloody Americans, and I'm like, you 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 like a lot of stuff that's American, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I reckon you not. So this is the song. Speak, um, speak of the devil. Yeah. Um, John, John, <laughs> sorry. Um, before we came on, I was telling uh, um, Ben to watch a show that I've just been into called Toast of London, and uh, this this particular artist comes up in a in an episode, and he pronounces it John Bon Jovi. <laughs> and <laughs> um, and uh, this is the song that is in this. It's a song called Always, which I struggle to remember. I... Oh, yeah. Now, what I want you to do, oh, I want yeah. you to do. I'm already doing it. Um, can you on your on your device pull up the John Bob <laughs> Bon Jovi <laughs> um, the to the Bon Jovi album um, uh, Crossroads or Crossroad? Okay. Have you got it up? The front cover. I do not. Okay. 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 So, I it's Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. So he's reading the newspaper. Yeah, like is that, is that is, Mark Lanigan? Well, that's that's is, is it Bon Jovi in the front there? Is that him, or is he in the very I, back? That kind of looks like who's the lady? Um, he's supposed to be with in High Fidelity, but he's not. What's her name again? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I that that album. If I was the other band members, I'd be like. I mean, they are, they're the ones in focus, I'll give them that. But, like, it's a very weird... Fun- it's like, it's like I do not want to sit with you. <laughs> also, is the guy on the left in the band, or is he just happened to be in the cafe? Is work, sir. <laughs> um, and also, you know that you've reached a new low when, uh, at the top of your album, in green, it says, four, 14 classic grooves. Oh, no. It's like, all right, if you have to let people know that you've got classic grooves in your album, they're not classic grooves. And and a sticker on it that says "Jingly Jangly Middle of the Road Bangers." <laughs> Paul, you will like this in about fifteen years. <laughs> but back to always, yeah, amazing song. It's got I've... Roach from Point Break in the video, along with Carla Guccini. Oh, really? What? Oh, that's it's, now. Now I know why you, why you watched it. The greatest with your, ballad with your Guccini love. Of uh, who doesn't? Okay. She's the best. Okay. Um, shirtless people painting like loft apartments. Been better if she, love um, affairs. Uh, I was actually going to say, so, uh, she's not the one in blank check, is it? Does she? No, it's Karen Duffy. Okay, they look the same. Um, they do. They do not take that back. They do. Uh, I'm going to. I will send you a side by side photograph. You'll be like, nope. which one's Karen Duffy? Karen, <laughs> Karen, Karen Um It went two times platinum here for 140 thousand. Um, and in America, it went uh, one time platinum. Um, and I will say, uh, in America, there was also 500,000 digital 
singles. Ooh. So that was a, a new sort of factor coming in in 1994. Is that, yeah, you could listen to it on streaming. Um, so How did it also, <clears throat> it did not get to number one here. How did that not hit number one? Bad internet here. We couldn't, we couldn't download it. <laughs> um, like, what, why, what were people doing? What were you buying? That that only made it to number two? Number three. Oh, no, like its highest position oh, on the Aria there, charts. Yeah. Was only number two. Yeah, too much Brian Adams. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, so after the, uh, look, we've the amount of times we've covered this song on either chart of this year has just been ridiculous. But it's I swear by All for One. Um, if that wasn't like the top single for like the entire world that year, it was just ridiculous. And like that one, I I could listen to Boys to Men a lot more than I could listen to I Swear. Um, and I've, as I've mentioned before, I, it only makes me giggle every time because I can just think of Ryan Reynolds in a fat suit in <laughs> Just Friends at the start. <laughs> I have too many memories coming back to me of this song in primary school when kids like myself thought we were clever and funny and hear someone sing I Swear and we go, oh, you're supposed to swear, it's naughty. <laughs> <sighs> That's such a primary school joke. Yep. In high school, it's like, I swear, fuck. <laughs> you actually just do it. Um, which brings us all to number one. And look, I think we've got a... This is the first time that I can think of that we have a shared disdain because for, for a song. It's, it's Lovers All Around by Wet Wet Wet. Disdain both, is a strong word. We both we both don't think it's a very strong song, though. Like, and No, like, it's not. Um, obviously got boosted by the fact that it was um, in Four Weddings and a Funeral. It went three times platinum here. Um, Six so, weeks at our number one. So along with that and Celine Dion, between them, they covered half the population of Australia. So, <laughs> um, uh, and then in America, uh, in the UK, it went um, two times platinum. So that's nearly two million. Um, but again, America just did not give a shit. <laughs> not yet. I'm sure that they'll get to it eventually, maybe. Um, and we should always remember that it has a really stupid bit, almost to the to the point of uh, the organ at the start of um, Better Man, as like uh, a false start to a song. What's this? It's like let's jam some Beatles at the start. You know, it's actually probably the best bit. But it has nothing to do with the rest of the song. It's very Midnight Oil. Midnight Oil, you see, all Midnight Oil's best songs had the best fucking intros, and then you never heard that piece of music ever again. Mm. Changed my mind. Prove me wrong. It's true. I'm I, sorry. Well, I don't think it's true. I, I can't be bothered it's proving it Scientific wrong. fact. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, he's, now he's starting to sound like people that I don't, want to, <laughs> I don't like talking to <laughs> Fact Look it up um, Before we uh, get onto the album So that was the, that was the, top, the top 10 um, in, in Australia So uh, underwhelming to say the least And a lot of love um, Only four loves Only four Only loves four. Uh, So um, I just wanted to go through that The ARI Awards happened in March And we didn't cover them on the, sh- on the, um, the March uh, Because they're meaningless month. 
because Carry it is. Um, so album of the year was The Cruel Sea, The Honeymoon is Over, which is a pretty big get, I think, like to have like sort of a, a more sort of edgy band. Um, we, I don't, am I supposed to know who they are? I don't know who they the are. Cruel Sea, it's got Tex Perkins in it. Who's that? Jesus Christ. Um, no, I know who it is. I'm just pretending because I don't care. <laughs> and also, um, we've completely covered over this, but there's a, there was a, do you remember the band called The Bad Loves? No. Okay, so The Bad Loves had a very sexy... Can you, while I'm looking up the song, look up the Australian band The Bad Loves and look at the, the lead singer and just tell me Stop if you Stop telling get... me to look stuff up. I've only got one hand, okay? Well, you're going to need... You're not going to have... You're only going to need one hand when you see the lead singer of The Bad Loves. So. The Bad Loves. The Bad Loves. What a terrible name. But my sister was quite keen on this band. Um, it looks like Keeper Sutherland now. Yeah. They have this song. Why? What's good about him? What's? I don't get it. What's that? You trying to tell me that he's attractive? Green limousine. Um, he was quite the heartthrob at the time. I don't know why. Uh, but everyone loved him. He does not look heartthrobby, and the song sounds like it's from a Breath Mint commercial. Oh, yeah, they did the wait with um, Jimmy Barnes, too. Jimmy Barnes was quite a fan. So, oh, that says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> but the single of the year was Cruel C2, is the honeymoon's over. Uh, highest selling album, John Farnham. Then again, that album that we covered that was like not as good as anything else that he's ever done. Um, uh, the one that had one good song on it and a weird album cover? Yeah, the one that had him just just Jeff Goldbluming it from um, Jurassic Park. Yeah, <laughs> that's the same thing. What was the? Yeah, seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah, did it? Yep. Um, <laughs> Peter Andre, give me a little sign. Got a high selling single. You're a Peter Andre fan, not uh, not of that song. Come back when it gets sexy. Okay. Um, Cruel C just won so much. Wendy Matthews uh, won for best female artist. Diesel, not Johnny Diesel. Drop the Johnny, just the Diesel. Um, Drop the Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) I hope it wasn't used. (laughs) Um, He's got a show on ABC now. (laughs) But same sex. Yes, it's it's called Drop the Donny. Drop the Johnny. Um, uh, uh, best band, best new talent, and best breakthrough artist was the Bad Loves of what is showed. Um, but they also got oh, man, they weak got year, huh? Oh yeah. Uh, best pop release was Peter Andre, and best alternative release was UMI. Uh, Australian music shit. Mm. When does Silverchair come out? Uh, that'll be next year when they sweep the awards. Uh, that's uh, that's our brief Ari Awards uh, venture. Um, that was terrible. Okay, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> let's go on to the <laughs> let's go on to the albums. Thanks for that. <laughs> Love to have the uh, support of my co-host. You, well, I told you did you, it. You did I, it brilliantly, but I, you know, yeah. Well, I told you didn't get into the top ten. They just missed out. Um, they got disgusting. They got beaten by by a Mariah Carey Christmas. <laughs> And eight best ofs. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll get into that. Um, there's a couple of... Uh, this also goes to show you, like, so Wet, Wet, Wet. 
the actual album that they released that year was a greatest hit. It's called End of Part One. I'm like, I'm guessing there wasn't a part two. <laughs> <laughs> they renamed that greatest hits later to End. <laughs> they just like, can we, can we get back all the things that had part one on it? <laughs> can I uh, throw out a, a bit of a spoiler here? But this is huge news. And Mark will be devastated he's not here to join us. The three tenors in concert is not in the top ten. That's And that is significant because they've been in every single one um, that that we have done so far. So now just, I just want to, I know this is a very, look, it's Friday night. It's my birthday. This is a very sort of fast and loose episode <laughs> because I'm looking up in real time now. I have to know whether they actually did a part two <laughs> because if they didn't, it's just going to be amazing. They never oh. did part two. Oh. What a glaring omission. That's quite sad. Oh. And it's not like, I mean, they had they had three more albums, four more albums. They came out with one this year. Like last year, sorry. They, they came out with one in November last year. And they still couldn't get a part two. Part two's on its way. I can, I can feel it. Uh, we also, what else? Billy Joel, River of Dreams didn't make it. Travesty. Um, also, I forgot to, <laughs> forgot to tell you. Um, John Farnham, you know how sometimes when people release an album and then um, about a year later they might release it again with like B-sides um, and like outtakes and stuff? Sometimes people take oh, yeah. like 10 years. Yeah. He released his like later on that year. And so the album's called Then Again. What do you think the, the, the little redux was called? Here's some more. Then again and more. <laughs> ah, that's so close. <laughs> like, hey, didn't get enough of then again. Here's some more. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's go into uh, let's go into soundtrack oh, soundtrack territory, and we start off with the soundtrack. Forrest Gump. Uh, what every dad put on their mental piece for the 1994-1995 it's like oh barbecue's going well we're getting into the night should I chuck on the Forrest Gump soundtrack (laughs) I'm ashamed to say that I also owned this on a double CD in one of those thick fat packs and looking through the track listing I don't know why I bought it Uh, it's because everyone else like because look I always associate um, and like and I'm talking every Vietnam War one had um, all on the Watchtower. But this is the one where, like, because when, when he's going through the through the grass in the in the war scene, it's got that all on the Watchtower sort of thing going on. And it's just, like, it's pretty iconic. Uh, Sweet on Alabama, obviously. And I remember... Um, um, I, I remember putting this on at work because I remember um, before long before you were um, a employee at the video store... Um, back in Movieland days, uh, you were allowed to play CDs, but only if there were soundtracks of of of, um, of movies. So we had this one, we had Batman Forever, and we had like one other one. So we used to just like, if we didn't want to have to watch, listen to the preview tape, we'd put on Forrest Gump. And it's, you know, as as far as like diversity goes, it's not bad. I mean, it is. It's I don't know. I remember at the time, like, there's a lot of cool songs on here, but I feel like 
the whole 60s, 70s stuff is, I've moved so far past that now. I look at it like, eh. My wife yeah. hates it when I put stuff on from the 60s and 70s. It's like, it's like, I'm, it's like I'm living with my parents again. I'm like, right. sometimes, sometimes I put it on, especially if I'm cooking breakfast, because like, you know, I'm already I'm half asleep just cooking cooking pancakes and all that. I just want something easy to listen to. So I'll just talk on like a, like I'll go onto Spotify and just go find like a 50s, 60s, um, 70s like mix. And she's like, oh, turn it off. (laughs) 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 Next thing you know, you'll be making some weird little comedy about a dad and his son. And all you'll have is 50s and 60s fucking soundtrack. This is how it happens. Yeah, it's good. That's that's a good idea. I might just write that down. (laughs) You know what? I'm not, I I could actually see myself uh, tomorrow morning cooking breakfast listening to this. (laughs) Hey, we're only at number 10. Give it time. Um, well, hang on, was it all or not? Shower or um, Fortunate Son? Maybe it was Fortunate Son. Both. Uh, it probably was Fortunate Son when, in the Nam scenes. Okay. I'm sure it was like all of or not Shower or something. Anyway. Both. It's a long next, movie. <laughs> next one is ABBA. Fuck. Um, this is just, this is ABBA Gold. Uh, we mentioned it but every single time <laughs> that we've done this. This is just getting ridiculous now. In do you want to know? Do you want to fucking know? Yes. How many, how many times platinum Abba Gold has gone in Australia? Fourteen. Seventeen. Ooh. The video, the DVD, has gone three times platinum. Wait, platinum was seventy thousand, wasn't it? Yes. Wow. Yes. It's let's Sweden. Sweden only went five times platinum and they come from Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably get issued when you buy a house, <laughs> which is affordable over there. Well, the Aussies like it, but we talked about, I don't know, a Swedish accent. 17 um, times 70,000, that's only 1.2 uh, million-ish. Yeah, 1.19. Yeah, I guess that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I don't know, what are we going to say about this? Nothing. Um, I mean, There's not... Got- I feel like, yeah, we probably said this last time. There's not as many hits as I would think and expect. I know you know most of them, but... Uh... Um, I think it also got a very big boost from um, Priscilla coming out that year. Oh, yeah. Um, because there was, a, there was a bunch of... Um, I think there was a couple of songs from Aberon there, I think. Wasn't there? Yes. Um, and then... Um, but it's not Muriel's Wedding Time, because that's like, you know, obviously the, one of the big parts of the movie is all about Abba. So... Moving also, on. Alan Partridge is not far away, so he's probably boosted it too. <laughs> loving me, loving you. Um, now, next one is The Wired World of Sport 2 with By the Twelfth Man. Have to say, <laughs> listen to this one a lot back in the day. <laughs> this is Max. <laughs> I listened to this not too long ago and probably like five or six years ago I rediscovered it again. And it, it's... I'm sure there's problems in there. I'm sure there is. <laughs> sure there is too. <laughs> Fuck, it's still hilarious. <laughs> and the thing is, it's just so... The, the the best thing about this is it's so uniquely... Like, no one else would ever be able to, like, uh, get this. I would even say that, like... um, Not that I want, like, would recommend anyone to listen to him, but even, like, someone like Kevin Buddy Wilson, who's, like, uniquely Australian, he could probably, like, you know, win over crowds in, like, overseas... But this is just so specifically, you'd have to like not only know who these people were that they're that they're portraying, but also know about the um, little like bits that they're picking up on. 
Yeah. I'm sure it's funny to people that didn't know or watch much sport stuff, but it's such a niche market. For this to be in the top 10, three weeks at number one, to have made number one is ridiculous. Like, this was huge. Oh, t- turn it up, Zippy. Oh, I can't, Max. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it's it's that comedy goal where it's like those little moments. I mean, we haven't covered it yet because it came out in December. I don't want to get too much in. But <laughs> when we talk about The Simpsons and it's those little gags, that like the little ones a, that can just slip by quickly. The one, the, the bit that I think... Um, <laughs> So he's he, Max Walker finds out that he can um, do the the Channel Nine sports music, blowing his nose. Yeah, but then his wife's like, "Are you a little bit?" <laughs> it's like he's got bits of snot under his chin and stuff. But like that, they run that joke about three times through the whole thing, and it's amazing. Like his producer does it too. He's like, "No, oh, you got it's like, no, but other side." <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and it, is it Zippy who's doing the? He keeps repeating, "Thanks very much, Maxi." In the in the background, you just hear him over and over and over That's and over the, saying it. It's the co-host. <laughs> the and then when they finally do the show, he says, "He says thanks very much, Muchly." <laughs> but you would like it's in the background. He's rehearsing. You don't quite pick up on it, and then he gets it wrong, and it's just gold. <laughs> Oh man, you'd have to also. I can't know, wait to do this again. Yeah, you'd also have to know about Ken and, <laughs> and how like everyone sort of just put up with him. He's just the nicest guy on television, and Max hates him. And like, uh, it's just. Oh, I think he's still on. going too. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's just also the impersonations. It's just uh, like the the it's... the entire um, nine cricket commentary team. Because the first one was more to do with Richie Benno, um, but this one's uh, sort of broader. Uh, but yeah, it's it is so so bloody funny. Um, going in at number seven, we've got MTV Unplugged in New York. Um, huge, huge um, one for Australia. Um, this is like you know hearing about a girl quite a lot on the radio. Um, I think it actually basically became a single. Um, went five times platinum. Um, in Australia and in America, it went eight times platinum. So it was a obviously bolstered by yes. the recent tragedy, but yeah, even with that, it's like take that away. If that hadn't happened, I still feel like this would be one of the greatest unplugs that ever happened. Oh yeah, I mean one of the greatest performances of of of, of all time. I mean, um, especially the full thing. Like I remember, I had a um a watered down. Um, version of it like it didn't have a couple of the, of the songs in it but like the full the full breadth of it and like some of it like you know hearing that stuff in between songs um, the stuff that they didn't put on MTV because like yeah. by this stage we might have seen like I think the um, actual footage like the, the show was I mean I, I remember that night sitting down with my sister and watching it on ABC and they got exclusive rights to it and um, but they they cut out a bunch of stuff on that and then um on the audio version on CD, you could actually hear like the, you know, what are they tuning a harp and um, yeah, <laughs> all that sort of stuff and um, yeah, so uh, it's just it still holds up. Like I've listened to it um, uh, from time to time, and at that stage, I mean, you could still say that it's true. Like it was the last ever um, released by Nirvana. Like it just. You know, they wouldn't really, apart from like um, the mm. live album, the Money Banks of Wishka, 
um, there will be nothing else from him for for forever. So I mean, people just like you know we we want to hold on to that. So yeah, yeah, that was a good time. Oh, sad now. Yeah. Oh, well, let's get sadder. <laughs> the Lion King soundtrack. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, oh, look. I mean. It is, is it that good, or was the film amazing and people liked that song? I think it's just that thing is like that. Uh, it's, it's almost like people in the 90s were like, I like movies so goddamn much <laughs> that if I can't see them, and I have to wait a year to see it on video, I'm just going to bring the soundtrack with me around everywhere and pretend that I'm watching Mufasa die. <laughs> but also, you had no other option to hear it, like, get your hands on these songs that were in films. Yeah. So when Elton John comes out with a banger and it's on the Lion King soundtrack, well, how yeah, else do yeah, I get yeah. it? Is, is it on one of his albums? No, no, no. No, no. You have to buy a soundtrack to a film that has mostly instrumental bullshit on it or a... What is it? Pumbaa and Timon singing. Great. I um I believe, too, this is... I mean, well, I don't believe that. Like, this is the time, too, where... Um, uh, this is when Disney was right in there put it put it in the vault afterwards for a while like they these days like having disney plus and all that stuff like i mean no one listening to this podcast would not not already know what i'm about to say but like <laughs> if you're talking to the kids <laughs> if you're talking to your kids sometime in the future you say it was like disney especially you couldn't get certain things for certain, like for like years because they'll go like they didn't want to like put their stuff out and let people buy it. They wanted to take away, then re-release it for a silver, a gold, or a platinum anniversary sort of thing. Um, they, especially their soundtracks, like everything was like expensive. Um, they wouldn't let Elton John release any song that he did on there on his own thing. Like, you know, you have to buy the Disney thing of it. So this is when they were yeah. like, yeah. <clears throat> so And they still are because now they have their own streaming service and not all of their films are on it for some reason, which is very upsetting. Which films are they Because they should be. So many. I don't know them by name, but I'm pretty sure Angels in the Outfield is supposed to be on there, and it is not. Do you know what is on there that I watched the other night? Is Terminal Velocity, and we'll talk about that in our September episode. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the Lion King soundtrack at number six, um, it went platinum a number of times that I will find now, and I'm going to vamp while I say it, and then I'm going to go... Four times platinum. So pretty good, not bad, not bad. Yeah, um, it's a lot of kids, and you know what? You know that for years, that's a good twenty nine ninety five that you're paying. That, there's not, that, that's not going on sale. That's going oh, to be no. the full price. No way. If not, maybe thirty four ninety five at brushes. That's like Mario Kart. You're never getting that discounted. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's yeah, more we, expensive second hand. We're, we're going to give you the best game for free, like cheaper. <laughs> What do you think, gang? Um, <laughs> so we've got... Oh, Jesus. Um, how did this get in there? Oh, how does this get in anywhere? Um, the very best of the Eagles. Um, you've got... I did not know which woman was an Eagles song. It's a terrible song. Nine times platinum. All right. Take it easy. Yeah, all right. I think Desperado's good. I can't remember. Killer Sunrise might be good. I can't remember it. Wishy Woman's good for the uh, Seinfeld reference. I uh, know it as a Friends reference. Okay. Oh wait, no, it is Seinfeld. Uh, Elaine yeah. does it, doesn't she? Yeah, Elaine does it. Yeah. Um, Monica does just... Delta Dawn. I don't know who that is. 
dual adult dueling du- what the fuck um hotel california life it's hard now because i wasn't of this generation and you also pretty much were not barely <laughs> um happy birthday <laughs> but these songs just you don't get the feel of them when it's not of your time they're just radio <laughs> songs to me if I if I um so anyone my age um they could I'm gonna just gonna go through some songs and what I want you to do is like, the first thing that comes to your head I guarantee will be the ad that was on TV advertising this album and you can imagine like the 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 the, the brush fade between film clips so oh, like, yeah. <laughs> line eyes. Hotel California, New Kid in Town, Life in the Fast Lane, and it'd be those things where it's like it's like a it's like a two minute ad, and it's like you can hide your life, and then it just cut over to Life in the Fast Lane, <laughs> and like the a, the song titles are streaming down the screen like credits, yeah. and then they'll highlight it when they play the song. The Eagles available now at CC Music. Oof, yeah, they don't have ads on TV. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not CC's music anymore. It's been bought about sanity. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, fuck the Eagles. Um, <clears throat> they were charging a hundred dollars for people, which were, like these days, like you know, I'm not sure about con- con- currency converter, but it's like twelve hundred dollars, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one we have got is another soundtrack. So let's just yeah, okay, look soundtrack. Oh my god, there has not been. There's not been one actual album, has there? There is only one actual album on this list, and we've not got it to it yet. Okay, now I'm excited. Are you um, sure? Sure, yeah. So Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, um, we're about to cover that in our August episode. I actually watched it just the other night, and man, delightful. Um, it was, uh, I'll, I'll get into it more in the episode, but like, uh, I'm going to say that my uh, my parents were from like an age of like, not fully embracing the drag culture, <laughs> so it might it might not have got to, got too much airtime in my house growing up, but I did watch it like a like you know years and years and years ago. This is probably the first time I've really sat down and watched it um, properly, and uh, yeah, I was I was delighted when they went into the bar with all those people that were staring at them. We were like, oh, that's how mum and dad look at the TV when this comes on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like any bar on York Peninsula that I've ever walked into. Um, yeah. So yeah, we've got like I mean, look, this there is um, uh, it was the soundtrack. It's not a great was, soundtrack, though. It really is it. Yeah, you got "Go West" by the Village People. Um, we've got uh, "I Will Survive." I will survive. I don't think there is no. There isn't any Yabber on here. Like, no, I, must yeah. Be, yeah, Village People. Um, um, Gloria Gaynor. Um, yeah, look, it's it's a, it's a thumping soundtrack like that. I'm sure is still gets a lot of uh play these days and um i mean these the thing is these these um songs in australia were well loved in their time sort of thing and now they're sort of being um used in this movie and i'm sure some people were like well i'm not sure about that <laughs> but it's like <laughs> but it's like you know these these films it's like it's like the thing where like people didn't know that like um the wine like the village people were gay and they were just like, oh, these are just nice songs. It's like, and then as soon as like there's a connotation towards the like the who's making it, they're like, oh no no. So it's like, I wonder how many people who like can't couldn't listen to "I Will Survive" 
because um, they used yeah. it in this film now, and it's just like, Jesus, get over yourselves. Um, I do and find they'd be that... so mad because this culture and this community embraced these songs so much. Yes. <laughs> like, they, they took them as their own. Um, but the, the needle drops in this in this film is is quite good. Um, you you got to love it. So we'll talk more about it in the in our August episode. But yeah, no Abba on there. Uh, must have got it confused with uh, the wedding. One, there is one. Oh, is we it? got a we got a Mamma Mia. Oh, sorry. And I feel like it. They do. Maybe it is just Mamma Mia, but I feel like it was like mentioned or like they sing it a little bit, but the song's not actually used. Okay. Possibly. So then we go on to another another. Greatest hits. Let's some more. Brian Adams, and he. This is on last year's as well. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa! What? Don't jump the shark on me. Let's go to number three first. Rule number three. Oh, sorry. Oh man, sorry. Crossroad by Bon Jovi, and that, now this makes more sense because I didn't realize that Crossroad was a greatest hits album. That's why there'd be the thing of fourteen, uh, track fourteen banging oh. tracks. Yeah, that makes more sense now. Um, so let let's just check in on that fact. Uh, <laughs> living on a prayer, yes. Keep the faith, yes. Someday I'll be Saturday night, no. Always, yes. Wanted, yes. Wanted to alive, yes. Lay your hands, hands on me. Ooh, I don't know. You give love a bad name, yes. yes. Better roses, yes. yes. Blaze glory, yes. Yes. In these arms, I don't know. Badness, no. yes. Yes. I'll be there for you. I don't know. In and out of mm-hmm. love, run away. Run away is good. Um, yeah. You know what? I'll give you. 11. <laughs> You're allowed to yeah. say that you've got 11. A uh, generous 11. Classic grooves. <laughs> and then three uh, regular grooves. <laughs> <laughs> three uh, three uh, beige beige grooves. Um, yeah, like, obviously this is a huge one for Australia because um, the one thing that they love almost as much as Brian Adams is Bon Jovi. Um, we've got uh, 13... 13 times platinum, so that's 810,000 copies of this fucking thing was sold. Um, One for each banger on there. <laughs> yeah. You went to these like, I want a platinum, I want a platinum record for each banger. Um, oh, still- actually, I should point out, uh, Someday I'll Be Saturday Night was a new song that wasn't on, wasn't released previously, as was always. Yeah, um, so this is the thing that happened in the nineties a lot. It's like those, and this is like we were, I remember when we talk about um, might have been the last one that we did of these. Um, bon Jovi was one of the ones that said like because a lot of the hair sort of glam metal sort of bands were like going, oh this fucking grunge is ruining us, and Bon Jovi's like, no no, we need to mix it up. I'm I'm going to embrace it. I'm not going to change, but like I'm I'm okay with like new stuff coming through. Um, so a lot of those bands then just put out greatest hits and then they'll just chuck a couple of new songs on there so it's like it's not a whole new album we'll still make some money you'll still get the songs that you do like and then we'll chuck these on we'll put them at the end of the album so you don't have to actually listen to them (laughs) yeah because you don't want to commit to going out and writing a new album recording releasing and touring it if it's going to be a dud because your time is over so just yeah throw a release out quick and easy some some might say someone should have uh, let Billy Joel know that while he was recording River of Dreams. <laughs> this was uh, one of their new songs. Is this Sunday will be Saturday night? It is. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm paying for the other ones, Bon. I'm not paying for that one. 
I've got an idea for a song. I haven't got all the. I'm just going to do days of the week. Just put the rec- turn on the mics, turn on the record. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how we go. <laughs> and then Craig David was born. <laughs> um, so now we can go to so far so good with Brian Adams, which Australia loves, as we've uh, mentioned before. Um, nothing new here. We went over this last last time. We got summer '69, and then we're good. Um, uh, no, hang on, hang everything on. Everything I do, I do it for you, and then we're good. Uh, no, hang on. Then we've got, uh... <laughs> Really? Come on. Oh, sorry. we got So Far and So Good and More. Okay. Damn it. Yeah. Damn it, you got me. Look, okay. Runcy is good. I'll give it to that. It is. Uh, but yeah, that's it. So let's go to the only album on the top 10 ARIA chart that was actually an album and not a good greatest hits and not a soundtrack. It is Music Box by Mariah Carey. Uh, is this the one that you used to cry in your room today? No, that was the last one. Was it? <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, I wasn't supposed to say that. <laughs> I didn't own albums as a child. Yeah. But yes, it was the song Without You that she covered. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> I will not be shamed. It's a beautiful oh, song. She, she did August, a great version of it. August 1993, and it's the, it's the 94 top album. That's insane. Uh, 12 times platinum in Australia. By the way, I have to say, Australia's the only one, like, uh, a lot of the other ones, you know, there's two or three, like, the amount of double digits that we, we were supporting the music industry through the 90s. I think (laughs) they were just like, if it doesn't sell in Austria or Belgium, fucking ship them over to Australia. They'll buy it. There's nothing else there to do except listen to the buy albums. And what are we doing now? Mm. Not that. It went diamond in the United States. Can you blame it? I didn't know diamonds was a thing. Oh. I gotta, I gotta say, it. sorry, don't cry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know before. I'm just sorry. <laughs> so there's, oh, there's a lot of greatest hits. Obviously, mm. we've covered mm. that, mm-hmm. and they are full of absolute hits. Mm. I don't want to poo-poo on Mariah, but. That's good because that's. Not just, a... <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> I don't want you to boop on. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot going on in this album. Oh come on! This is her thing. This is her opus, her magnum opus. This is Mr. Holland's opus. This is Dream Lover, Hero. Without you, anytime you need a friend, I don't know what that song is, but you know, <laughs> um... <laughs> it was a single, so it must have been good. <laughs> I'm just reading the ones in blue. Uh... <laughs> uh... Look. Even for Dream Lover. Dream Lover just is... That's all you need. Nah, no. See, I mean, to me, those songs have a chorus. This is their... This is their Katy Perry. So, you know, like, I mean, uh, I don't... Like, um, when I was working at Sanity, it was, like, in the the midst of Katy Katy Perry, like, mass hysteria, where one of her albums had seven singles coming off that album. Ugh. And it's like, but this is like, this has got five singles on there. Like it's, it's, you know, it's, it's that thing of like, we just need, we want more Mariah. And only one is any good and it's not her song. But that's fine. 
She made it her Nothing own. Nothing wrong with the cover. She, she did. Made it, she made her own. And you know what? I'm not saying the rest of them are bad. They're good songs. She had writing credits on all of them. Yeah. She wrote the lyrics to all these songs, and she was collaborating on the music for all of them. And produced it. Yeah. Oh, she, that's awesome. Go you, Mariah. <clears throat> Go you. Um, so that leaves our Triple J Hottest 100. For 1993, well, you know, this is the one that was um, aired in 1994. So, yeah, the way <laughs> I nearly, we nearly did the wrong one. So, yes, yeah, so what we'll be doing from now on um, is we'll be covering the Hottest 100 that was <clears throat> the previous year's best songs as voted by Triple J listeners. And, and non-Triple J listeners, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm pretty... <laughs> yeah. I, like, for a while there, I was a pretty big... Uh, like... <sighs> I I know it's very very hip these days to disparage Triple J. Um, I have never had a problem with them. I thought that like you know they're doing the best they can like with <clears throat> like they're they're bringing Australian music to the forefront. Um, I'm not I sure think, that they still are. I think they're a, still trying. A lot of people who disparage Triple J are usually people who probably got rejected by Triple J um, and didn't get, get their music played on on the air. Um, I did not get rejected by Triple J, but I felt rejected when they thought it was cool to ban Taylor Swift and then play Rebecca Black. Yeah. Well, I mean, that aside, I think still, I think like they, 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 they're doing still good stuff and like they, obviously a lot of youth and a lot of young bands, a lot of diverse artists have been helped by them too. So like, I'm not going to sit here and say that they've ever done a, like, you know, they made some, made some bad decisions, but like, I think they're doing the right stuff. Um, and I listen to Double J quite regularly too. So um, that's where the good stuff is. It's made for me, basically. Um, uh, the hottest one hundred. Like I was never big. Like I, I know a lot of people did like parties where they'd have like hottest one hundred parties. Like I, I went to a couple of them. Um, I'm not a big. <sighs> I sound like an asshole. Um, <laughs> I'm not a big sort of competition person. Like especially with music, I don't like. Like I used to hate going to battle of bands competitions because like. The fact that people are just making music to me is like that's a, that's enough. Like and like, like this sort of rating system that we give them. Like that's the only thing I sort of do sort of find a little bit niggly about Triple J. Like I know it's all in good fun, but it's like the good thing about listening to Triple J at the time was like you didn't have like oh we're going to do the charts for tonight and this week and it's just like you know they're, they're giving it a number and it's just like oh because this this song was requested more than this song. It's just like it's 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 just kind of a bit icky. I never <clears throat> thought about it that way. I don't know how. I just... Like, I didn't grow up here with it the same as you did. Um, like, I didn't know about it when I was a kid. I never, since coming back, I never really saw it as a competition. I know you have, like, someone's number one, obviously. Yeah. But I never saw that as you've won a prize. Oh, no. And I, I don't and I don't think the people who actually... Are, yeah, I don't know if even people, bands who won it ever even got interviewed about it or even cared. But, like... Um, and I know, it was, I know it was like a more of a social thing sort of thing, but like um, it, it brought people together and like it was it was kind of friendly. But like, yeah, like the kind of, you know, charting music like that is is for for an independent sort of station that was supposed to be a bit more alternative. I'm like, eh. um, I Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's fair. I just saw it as being a fun way of like, does the rest of the country like the same songs as me? Yeah, yeah. Like that's how I'd see it. Like when it's going to be number one, it's like, oh, do I? How many people agree that us th- these songs should or shouldn't be in the top ten? Yeah. So, uh, 
a few sort of um, omissions from the top 10. Obviously, um, Heart Shape Box by Nirvana didn't get in, um, which is quite, you know, you know, obviously not the tragedy hadn't happened yet. So uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing if this, hap- if this, if this comes out after that happened, it would, like, it would just be like half the, half the top 10 probably would have been Nirvana songs. That's no excuse, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, Come on. Um, uh, but yeah, like a lot of stuff that we covered sort of last year, like, you know, Human Behaviour by Bjork didn't get in. Um, you got What's Up by Four Non Blondes, Feed the Tree by Belly. You know, Runaway they, Train. Runaway Train, yeah. Well, whatever. Mm. Um, <laughs> so getting into the top 10, um, and this is like, I've never heard this song before. I, I played it beforehand. I still don't know this. It's called Stone Me Into the Groove by uh, Atomic Swing. They're a Swedish band. Um I've never heard this song before. No. Nor have I. And it's um from a playlist on uh, Spotify called 90s Party. I'm pretty sure if you put that on a 90s party, it'll just grind to a halt. But that got, you know, uh, it was big in 1993, apparently. So, um, yeah, Stone Me Into the Groove by Atomic Swing was number 10. The Honeymoon is Over by The Cruel Sea. Uh, is number nine um, and well deserved it's the only Australian entry into the top ten which is a little bit just quickly on Atomic Swing um, that was the end for them <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't think um, they're like they're no they're no ace of base from Sweden they, they did they did reunite in the 2000s but if you look at their Wikipedia uh, it's it's quite empty it's sparse <laughs> um <laughs> The, yes, uh, I, I still don't know how the cruel sea is. So, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm gonna play some cruel sea. I'm still not gonna know what it is. Yeah, you will. I bet I don't. Cruel. Also, I'm not seeing a lot of love yet. My, I'm gonna be way off. Man. Ah, gross. Ah, sounds like Steve Earle. Change to another girl's name. Oh, you don't give them no more. I don't know. Uh, my brother loved it, so I um, I listened to it a lot. I really like this. This song's actually my favorite of this. Sounds like Copperhead Road. That's Black Stick, and I when I learned how to play that riff, I thought I was God. <laughs> so the honeymoon is over is uh, um, number nine on the hottest 100 then we've got a little bit of Pearl Jam action with Go what a weird not song of them uh, mentioned today what a weird song to have in like I know like not daughter or or animal or river mirror yeah it's like put the, fa- put the fast one on yeah, Triple yeah. J's. Yeah, yeah I wanted yeah, that I mean, fast Pearl Jam one on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense, but it also doesn't. Yeah. It's a weird wheel. It's such a weird mix. And when you look at the songs it missed out, like Soul to Squeeze. Yeah. I'm happy. Not not Under the Bridge. <laughs> yeah. Now, Soul to Squeeze. Soul to Squeeze was huge here. That was on all the time. And they had that, it had the Coneheads, um, themed film clip that went along with it and um 
it uh yeah i remember watching rage or like even i think even getting into like um when red or v was on like the foxtel the foxtel um <laughs> on the old foxtel <laughs> um it was on a lot and that was like a couple of years after like the, um, the release so it was like yeah like people just love that um number 7 was lemon by u2 um pretty bad song. I- yeah, I did not know what song that is and how it ended up here. Um, I wanted the um, the Edge singing that song where he just sings words quickly over the top of each other and gets and gets a foot in his face in the film clip. Oh uh, yeah, numb. Bono's foot. <laughs> I remember that. The, the the cover of Lemon looks like nipples. <laughs> um, that was from their whole Zeropa. Like I don't know, it's just. Put it in the garbage. There was a article I read recently. Um, oh, like a retrospective on Zeropa saying it was like the most bizarre spectacle in the nineties. Like it was, it was very well, like people like, oh look, it's you too. We love them, but they're doing something weird, and we're just going to put up with it <laughs> because we want to hear Sunday Bloody Sunday. <laughs> yeah, we need to support them so that they come back and do something good again, maybe. Yeah. Um, nope. Next one doesn't killing, happen. <laughs> killing in the name. This is a very aggressive top ten, by the way. It's like play that fast one by Pearl Jam and then put fucking killing in the name. <laughs> <laughs> but how could you not? This is such a good song. Had a bad day at work today. Um, even if you like, even if you're in like a good, happy, fun mood, just put it on. I wonder though whether like it's a bad time. I wonder whether this this was the radio edit version or whether they did the full version on Triple J's. Oh, it's Triple J. Surely it was legit. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, it was done by the ABC, so they'd be like, oh, come on. Not not any of that rot talk. <laughs> is it is it actually that bad? They just say fuck a lot. At the end of the song, it's like, fuck you, only do what you tell me like so many times. And then he screams motherfucker. <laughs> but this is also the same station that played... Fuck the police for 24 hours straight. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, did you hear recently, this was in the news again, because a uh, Canadian radio station, I believe they were being threatened to be taken off the air or like mass firings. So they played Killing in the Name of Straight for like two days. <laughs> that was all they were playing. Nice. Is just killing. And then someone, <laughs> people would ring up and they said, oh, they'll, 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 um, Request a different song. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll get right on that. And then it's like, killing the name of it's like, it's like, oh, okay, you want to hear something else? Okay, I'll put it on my for you now. Boom, 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 ding, ding. <laughs> like Paul Rudd and his uh, Mac and Me. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Just Mac and me them. How good, though, knowing a station is doing that. And anytime you're in the mood to hear it, it's like, yeah, let's just put it on that station so I can hear, like, just a snippet. Just give me it's a little taste like, of it. I'm not sure if it's still going, but there was that. I believe in America, in the FX channel, like you know, like whatever, like there's a, there's an all Simpsons channel. It's just it's just constantly playing Simpsons, and I'm like, that would be pretty good. Like I'm like just, I mean, I suppose now like with Disney on it, like you don't really need to. But I think for a while there, like it was like we've got unadulterated Simpsons. <laughs> it's just like whenever you want it, well, it's on. Because on in on the on the Foxtel. They sometimes, <laughs> sometimes on the um, Easter weekend, they would do a complete uh, Simpsons marathon. So like it would just be all Simpsons. Oh, for... I remember those. Oh my god, this is so good. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> remember those times where you're like, 
<laughs> you had to wait maybe twice a year that that might happen, and now it's just given to you all the time. And you just don't give a shit. Remember when you had free time to watch endless TV? Yeah. 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 Okay. Cannonball <laughs> <laughs> was number five. Um, <laughs> Oh, I love uh, the song so much. That's pretty good. I'm I'm feeling this top ten so far. If we yeah. scrub out uh, nine and ten, you know what? Seven. <laughs> you know what? Um, I'm feeling three of these songs. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, this is turning into this is turning into like the fourteen bangers on John John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is really great. Just get rid of half the songs. Hey, this is really great. <laughs> it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's the greatest here. It's just like it's 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 a good it's a goodest. We're fifty fifty so far. Three yeah. out of the first six are, are good. Um, you know my. I mean, I'm a big Breeders fan, especially this album Aloha. Um, but yeah, I remember Cannibal was quite the hit down here. Um, I got no yeah, uh, no rains next. Also a huge hit that was everywhere. I mean, and the thing is, like, I know people who don't like that song. I don't. Do you like that song? Yeah, who doesn't like that song? I know a lot of people who don't, and I think it's because it's the oversaturation on, on Triple J. Like, cause they used to play it quite a lot. I I find this song fine. Like, I I love it. Like, I I I don't ever sort of hear it and go, Ugh. it's just too happy to do that. <laughs> Are you a Blind Melon fan? After covering him for the podcast, I have been. Like, it's actually not too bad. Do you think the Pearl Jam song "Be Girl" is a nod to this? Possibly. Yeah, let's Maybe. let's say that it is. Why not? Yeah. I, I only with, just with, you started rumors on here before. That was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that's not a rumor. This this is a scientific fact. Uh, I didn't know that there's a music video with a, a B girl character in it. What? I'd never seen the video. When when did you see the video? Oh, I haven't. I just opened up the wiki page for No Rain, and it says, "Do you not uh, have you never seen video, that film clip?" Apparently not. You am I fired? <laughs> you should watch that after we finish here. Oh, don't yeah, you know no. what? I'm tempted to get you to watch it now, and then I'll cut it out, and then I'll nah, because your... I've got a I've got a year us waiting in the kitchen for me. So let's okay, oh, let's roll along. Yeah, um, sorry. Next one is the best song on Pablo Honey. <laughs> no, we didn't. We actually realized it wasn't the song the best best song. On Pablo. Um, it's creep How by do Radiohead. You, what, this is the second time you've skipped number three. What's going on? Oh, Jesus Christ! You, talk, you, you got Euros in my head, and I'm just like thinking oh, I've got to get this going. Sorry. Why do you hate number three so much? L- Linger by the Cranberries. Um, uh, uh, look, I liked. Uh, I, I, I believe Dreams was my pick from that album. Yeah. I I don't know how Linger. I mean, no, I can see like Linger's pretty good. I have to say. And Zombie. As well, that that's no, that's that's next album, is it? Yep. Oh. Remember, we 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 had a conversation about this because <laughs> we both thought that we both thought they only ever had one album, and I'm like, no, zombies not listening. You're like, oh. Are you sure? I'm oh. like, yes, <laughs> <We're> sure. <laughs> we've talked about this. I know we're at this point that, now that we've done so many episodes that we we're just forgetting. I feel like I should have a spreadsheet, but I hate Excel. So it's, yeah. unless someone wants to come on as an intern, it's not going to happen. You know what? My wife would, if I told her, hey, can you do like an Excel spreadsheet? She'd be like, yeah. Ah, imagine just, and all the words that we used and all the topics that were discussed in a spreadsheet Jesus so you could Christ. just control effort. And it wouldn't um, take much because we pretty much repeat ourselves every episode. <laughs> every season is the first season. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Dreams has lasted longer. 
Yeah. Uh, I think that's a better song in the long term. But at the time, I I would have gone Linger as well if I was voting. Okay. You're wrong, but let's go. Um, <laughs> so, Creep by Radiohead um, uh, at number two. Look, um, are we, are let's call it number one. Let's just call it number one. Yeah. Um, I, I remember seeing at the time um, uh, when, when, we, when we talked about, I think you picked Pablo Honey for one of your favorite albums, maybe? Or I something. believe I did, yes. Yeah. Um, and Creep is definitely the outlier of the album. Like the rest of the album doesn't really fit. Well, Creep doesn't fit with the rest of the album. No, I'm um, not not qu- not perfectly. No, if um, if it hadn't been a single and huge, I think it might have fit in a bit better. Do you know what I've listened to a couple of times recently is the smile, which is their um Tom York, Tom York and um Johnny Greenwood's little side project. Uh, oh, ah, oh, the new one. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I haven't done that yet. I um, uh, it's it's very non-radiohead. That's probably why I like it so much. Um, it's very like the first one of the singles that I one of the songs that I listen to is like very fast and like very rocky. And I'm like, oh, this is not like radiohead at all. Maybe that's why they did it. I don't know. But it's um, yeah. Uh, give it out. Uh, give it. Give, check it out. It's called the smile. So, uh, can I mention something strange about this song? That I only just discovered. Mm-hmm. If you go into the uh, composers section of who wrote this song, it says Radiohead, and also Albert Hammond Senior, huh. the Albert father Hans? of Albert Hammond Junior, who's in the Strokes. Ah. How about that? That's there's your fact of the day, everybody. Fact of the day. I always wondered who Albert Hammond Sr. was because Albert Hammond Jr. always goes by Albert Hammond Jr. That's quite a mouthful to say over and over. <laughs> Turned out his dad was also in the music biz and worked with Radiohead. Well, let's replace that, um, that mouthful of a name with a mouthful of Euros because <laughs> we're nearly there. <laughs> we're nearly finishing. Um, thank you for the fact. What a funny fact of the day. Um, <laughs> let's have a got... mouthful of garbage first. Yep, Arsehole by Dennis Lurie is my number one. And all right, good night, folks. Um, it's difficult because I don't remember this coming out, but I remember in the 90s, this was such a great, catchy song. And now I listen to it and go, Ugh. Yep. Um, but you know, it's just like, because <laughs> remember back then to vote for the ABC, I think you had to, I think you had to call in. Like you'd, you call or you could mail it like actually post it. it so you just yep. be like a bunch of guys is like ha, 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 how about that asshole song hey yeah put that number one <laughs> and, that's, <laughs> and that's how it happened <laughs> um wouldn't be the first controversy for number this is the other thing too is that um uh that whole thing about charting things and numbers and lots of stuff um it makes it even worse when like people start to get like upset with the number one um which happens nearly every year it's like how did that get number one it's like well it got played a lot and people liked it and it's it's like i don't know maybe and what i think is and this is what i think um because this got number one and i remember pre-fly for a white guy got number one and i think people get so angry because they realize it's a reflection of the world they're living in (laughs) and they realize that like more people like this song than they probably should and they're like oh 
that makes me sad and angry, and it should. Do you also feel like the people that love these songs the most aren't that vocal about it? Yeah, no one's going to go like, um, it's like, oh, I really like uh, Creeper eh? like, Yeah, I like uh, that uh, Dennis Leary arsehole song. It really speaks to me on a you know, cerebral I- level. When I started getting into the Hotels 100 more in the mid-late 2000s probably, I hear a lot of talk from people that would get mad that listens from other stations would come and ruin the vote by voting for popular songs. Yeah. As if, if you listen to Nova, you're not allowed to listen to Triple J and vote for Triple <laughs> J song because you're exclusively a Nova listener or SAFM and you're I've not heard, allowed. I have heard people say that this is our music. I'm like, it's not. Like Triple J music's not your music. It's 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 everyone's music. And the thing is that most of these bands would not give a shit if they got played on Nova too, because they probably get a bunch of cash for it too. So you know. Like you don't have to be a citizen to vote in this. You don't have there's no requirements no. to vote in the Triple J's Hottest One Hundred. So get be. off your stinky little <laughs> pony. There should be uh, you should be like uh vetted to see if you're a Dennis Lurry fan. <laughs> I think it's not even it doesn't even have to have been played on Triple J unless they've changed it recently because nah. Foo Fighters have been in there many times and they don't get played on Triple J <laughs> the thing is like, like at who, all like I I used to listen to Triple J like so I was like you know my, my average teenage and it's very average teenage life um, you know I'm listening to Triple J between 7 and 8.30 when I'm getting ready for school and I'm listening to it maybe seven to eight thirty at night when I'm like either like studying or um, chilling out before bed, sort of thing. So like, there's a whole chunk of the day where I'm not, I got no no idea what's going on. That's probably when they're playing Free Fires and stuff like that. So and playing Dennis Lurie. <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I can't see it. I think early Foo Fighters they would have played them then, but they haven't for a while. I can't picture them playing Dennis Lurie. Give me, do me a favor. Do not mm. look at do not look at next year's hottest one hundred top ten because ah oh, man don't do it that's all I want to do now no. well I want all I want to do is have some fun <laughs> um, and that you know what that's that's better time than any to, to to leave this um, thank you so much for listening that is the top ten uh, aria singles aria albums and the hottest one hundred by Triple J. Um, Pretty disappointing. Oh, we agree with you. <laughs> but, uh, hey, hey, we had a lot of fun. Uh, uh, it was, it was alright. It could have yeah. been worse. I mean, it's better than previous years. Let's give it that. There was a very distinct lack of Crawford and Domingo, and <laughs> and look, yeah. at least Jesus Christ Superstar didn't get the best album. So you know, yeah, yeah. we're doing we're doing alright. Um, yeah. Check us out on Instagram, Living the Past, um, and then also give us an email if you want to. Chime in with anything um, that you want to uh, say. Livingthepastpod at gmail.com. Next, well, we got so much more 94 for for you to come. Um, I think this one will come out. Yes, (laughs) this one will come out. Um, This will come out. This will come out um, just the, so in a couple of days' time. Um, Do you think on Spooky Hour the podcast will be starting its second season, um, going through season two of the X Files? Uh, please come along on the journey and um, talk about the greatest TV show to ever grace our screens. Nope, um, not talking about that yet. And 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, um, please continue us with us on the 1994 journey. Um, thanks for listening. If and- you do uh, come past any Foodlands or Drakes or IGAs and you find for goodness snacks uh, roast chicken mm-hmm. corn puffs, please send them through to Paul and wish him a happy birthday. Yes. Um, and I'll have some Audi nuggets. Cool. And listen to Atomic Swing, Stomy in the Groove. <laughs> do not do that. Because <laughs> apparently they need, they need, they need some listens. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Good night, everyone. Bye, everybody. Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at mildscribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or tell your neighbour, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back and relax. Thanks. Thanks.